The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Ware, designated managing broker of Ware Realty Group and the 2022-2023 president of the Chicago Realtors. Sarah, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. No, what a pleasure. And it's been such a pleasure getting to know you over the last few years. So congratulations on your recent uh, you know, title of president. And congratulations for still being around to do these podcasts and all these other things that you do. No, I'm excited. Uh, thank you. And I'm excited to get you know to know you better through it. So uh, where do we begin? Southside girl, huh? Southside born and raised. Whoop, whoop. Where, uh, which area? So Pullman area? Pullman, yes. So now that you're big into to real estate, that seems to be a huge part of your story now, even today. Am I big into real estate? You're, you're big. You're big in real estate. <laughs> I think we I think we all are. That's the beauty of real estate. We all can be and we all, you know, if we choose to or not. Well, but you're that, obviously very humble, too. So, well, and that's part of my story, <laughs> you know, come from. I mean, I just came from middle class. I don't know. I guess it's middle class, you know. Maybe some people may say lower middle class, but it was fine for me. And Still middle class, right? Um, parents grew up south side and always went to schools that were not in my neighborhood, so I didn't really get to know my neighborhood kids very often, but always had a passion for real estate. I used to read the newspaper oh, no every Sunday. <laughs> really? From yes. what age? Are you like young? Well, so my family, we read the newspaper as a family. Like okay. we would have like, give me the sale papers. And then I don't know if people, if I don't know if this is before your time, but the Tribune had this, this puzzle and I'm a puzzle person, like a word search puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And I would always grab it. And then I would always look at the real estate section, like, huh, just nosy about what stuff cost and things like that. So yeah. I never knew that I would, this would be my path. Cause I didn't say, Oh, I want to be a real estate broker, or, you know, or I want to be a landlord. So it just ended up that way because I was in corporate for probably 15, 16 years. But I think the corporate side helped me in my real estate career. Oh, I didn't realize that so you were in corporate 15, 16 I would, years. Yes. No way. What were you doing in that life? So I actually, um, when I graduated high school, I went straight to uh, corporate. I worked for First Chicago. Now it's Chase. And um, I was living in the suburbs. Went downtown, and I saw about three different buildings. Arthur Anderson, First Chicago. I can't think of it. It was like, oh, no, it was Sidley and Austin. And I was like, I want to work in those buildings. And so I went and interviewed, and then I was a secretary for at the in the corporate trust department for First Chicago. And it was free lunch. I had an apartment. My friends came home for school. They was like, what are you doing? And they bought wow. my first condo at 21. Good for you. Yes, my friends like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just point at things I like and yes. I go and I, I was go, like I, I, I mean I, I well and I will say I didn't realize that until I got older just seeing my parents own a home regardless if it's a big home small home but just seeing them go through the process and I just assumed that everyone bought a home and everyone wanted to buy a house I I had never lived in an apartment and then I was so eager to live in an apartment after I moved out I moved to Prairie Shores. And I thought that was the best thing ever. And then, I, you know, I kept getting these notices every year. Like, what are you going up? Like, what is that? How does that work? Why are you asking me for more money every year? Yeah. So that didn't sit well with me. And so then I just went to some house, some home seminars and bought my condo for $60,000 in Woodlawn. And I was like, I'm living here forever. <laughs> forever. That's amazing. <laughs> It just I can just picture you. It just seems like yes. you're kind of going to the, the beat of your own drum, right? Yeah, I was like, like, oh, I'm like, what I'm gonna do. And this, I'm it was do before this? credit scores, too. 
Interesting. What? Yeah, Tony, you I don't want you to tell you how I, old I am. I, I mean, you could have fooled me. You look well, great, I just had but... a birthday, what? The 8th okay. of this month. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. But I, um, you know, I just assumed that that's what people do. That was a natural progression. Yeah. So that was my first taste of real estate. And then <clears> when I sold that place, after four years, I made, I sold it for $100,000. I thought I was like rich. Yeah, for sure. $40,000. Whoa. Like I got paid to live here? Right. So... Um, just looking at that, bought another condo in the Kenwood area, new construction for like one seventy five. For yourself though. For myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sold it for two seventy five four years later at the height of the market, and then I was a landlord as well. Wow. Still working in corporate America. Wow. So you're already in real estate before you were yes. in real estate. Yes, I was in real estate before. Yes, exactly. Now, what were you doing in corporate? I was actually working for corporate trust at Chase. Well. For Chicago then, and then I ended up working for the. It was a real estate department. It was oh, cra- no it's crazy. It was so you really were. I, I mean, really was, and then uh, I worked for a property management company. So it's just interesting how you, did. you have a path, and you don't even know where your path is is, is supposed to tell you where to go. So it was always th- those. You spent most of your time in two places, basically. Well, and then I I left corporate and work not corporate. I left um, property management company, and then I worked for an engineering firm, which was a certified business certified Asian business. And it was in the real estate, but project management. And then Mm. I left that company and went to U.S. Equities, which was a brokerage, a large brokerage. So it was like tenant rep and commercial. And then that, and I left that firm and started my own company. And, oh, wow. um, but a real estate company or? No, that's what, yeah. So yes, I've always real estate. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, when did you make that? Tell me about making that decision. Like, what was going through your mind? What were some of the struggles you had to overcome? So it doesn't seem like you've had many. You just kind of go for it and do it. Yeah. But I mean, just culturally, we are conditioned to say, don't quit that good job. You know, you're getting a paycheck. I was making pretty decent money. And, you know, I had a condo. And then my grandmother, I'll never forget that. She said, well, you know, you can always find another job. I'm like, yeah, granny. So, you know, because you can do it while you're young. So I quit and um, haven't looked back. Wow. And you've been doing great at it now. But one of the things I, I, I find every time I talk to you, you're very passionate about helping others and using yes. this as part of that, right? Where right. It, it is a, a basic human need and right to to have somewhere to live, right? And, and I think that's what people miss, human need and right. Yeah. Like once you get those, once you get past that, with all the discrimination, most people don't really remember those key words, human need and right. Just those four words are very powerful. They're very, very powerful. And when we see that, I mean, I always talk about wealth and people talking about, you know, their generational wealth. But then you look around and you're like, well, how do you how, how can you say that or, or feel that way when it's all for you? Right. And right. Your surroundings. Right. right? It's, it's interrelationship. Right. That, yes. You're in, in a relationship with your environment. Yes. Um, and, and the people in it. So for yes. you, it just seems like you're on this mission to uh, to to bring a little bit of balance. Right? Yeah. Where, 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 yeah. When did that begin for you as far as real estate? So, because when I first started, when I first got my license, I only did it because I was a landlord and I just wanted access to properties before, and I didn't want to have to wait on someone to give me access to property. So I had no intention of selling real estate at all or using it as a career because, like I said, I was still in corporate America. Um, so I had about four, four or five different units. Um, and then at some, I had saw how much I can make in real estate quickly. And um, I wanted to, I've always wanted to just try entrepreneurship. Like as I got older, when I first started, I wasn't, uh, you know, entrepreneurship was not anything I looked to do. But I think as I got older, I was like, oh, that'd be a nice career path just to kind of see if I can excel at that. And so um, did that, had a business partner. I, I actually went and worked for a brokerage 
a small brokerage in um, Wicker Park. Okay. And we got a developer selling a bunch of units for him. And then that was around the, like we came in in 2008, so that was a crash. Um, so that was, of course, what the perfect time to start a business. <laughs> but I guess if you can make it then, you can make it anytime. Absolutely. So, well, they always um, say, too, when, you know, uh, everyone's running out, it's the time to start running in. So. Exactly. But, you know, history will show that it ebbs and flows. Absolutely. So I think when people are, like now, like they're talking about all these interest rates, I'm like, it's not that high. Well, not even that, but it's just more being spoiled by those two years. Where yes, it was I, just I, I said we were, on a Bla- right? we were on a Black Friday sale that just yeah. went a little bit too long. And now we're, you know, we're stabilizing the market. But if you have money and you have a budget and you stick to it, this doesn't really affect you. Right, right. You may buy a little bit less, but if you're conscious about your budget, you're going to be conscious no matter what. Right. And you're not trying to time the market, race. Um, You may want to try to buy down a point, things like that. So. And how do you encourage people that historically haven't thought to purchase, I mean, you know, been renters, been, or just, just kind of marginalized from that perspective? How, how have you created a community around um, really educating and empowering people to to be homeowners. Well, I come from that place of education. So I try to arm people with the most information because I think people are looking at the media, they're looking at mm-hmm. social media and saying like, oh, I should get a house. And they have not taken the time to really figure out what's important, budgeting, um, you know, there are things that come available when you buy a house because it's okay to rent. Like, I don't think people understand, like, the best time to buy a house is when you're ready. It doesn't have to anything, you know, the market, you can, people want to time this, they want to, you know, but you're going to have to live somewhere, whether you're renting or owning. Yep. So I think people need to just, you know, take some time to figure out what what's important to them, their family, their family needs, um, because my needs may not be someone else's needs just based on my setup, like what I want, my quality of life. Because some people want, you know, big rooms, and then you have people that want to live downtown and maybe sacrifice space for that. So I think people have to take a long, hard look about what their needs are and be realistic about what their budget is. That's a great point, though. I don't think I've ever heard anybody put it, uh, anybody, uh, put it like that, where, you know, the time to buy a house is when you're ready. When you're, Yeah, because <laughs> people are like, oh, sense. I should buy a house now. I'm like, are you ready? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, your rent is fine. Like, you know. Or you may be, li- like, I think now we're seeing more... Um, people from college moving back home. Right. Um, they're saving more money. I mean, things are expensive. They're yeah. just expensive. Well, everything's um, gone up, too. Yes, everything's and, and, gone up. Um, and then if you have the ability to do that, there's no, and then save money, because I think sometimes they, in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm going to save all this money, and actually you may spend more money. So sometimes you need that discipline or those bills to pay to kind of come up with some sort of budget savings and just learn how to be a saver, investor, and things like that. So No, that's, that's so important. Um, talk to me a little, little bit about this, uh, you know, this presidency and, and kind of what's on the agenda for it, but also just some of the work that you've already been doing in terms of the, the, the housing policies and, you know, just being a, a presence in Springfield and working with Congress and congressmen and women, like doing a lot. So Yes, I, and yeah. I haven't been impeached yet. I've only been around since October 1st, so I haven't been impeached. So that's, <laughs> yeah, not that that's the goal, but... <laughs> the goal is just not know. to get impeached. Yes. Yeah, so no, I'm sure you're going to do great. I So I'll just take you back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the line of succession is you have to be on the board of directors or you have to and you have to serve on the finance committee to be eligible. So I was actually coming off the board after my term ended three years ago, I want to say. I think it was three years ago. So, but the the past president, she put me on finance, she appointed me to finance, which made me eligible, but I still had no desire to run. I was like, you know what, I'll come off the board. I've been on here a while. I think I've served this purpose. It's time for me to, you know, replace myself, pull someone else in this seat and don't just sit there. 
Um, then when Treasurer came around, people were calling me, trying to run. I did not run. The person who won ended up getting a job, so they had to step aside. Mm. And that opened it up. Then I was, um, uh, that's around the George Floyd oh, murder. Wow. Yeah. So I was actually privy to conversations by the National Association of Realtors. I was on panels and things like that. And the social media from other realtor members was crazy. Like, I can't even say it. And then what they, 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 had, they gave me access to some of what realtors were saying. It was just very crazy. I don't, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, not in a good way, crazy. Not in a good way. Oh, I mean, so what you saw that the world was doing yeah, was yeah. definitely in the realtor world. No Go way. home. They was using N-word, <gasps> news. It was just a lot. What? So um, I had to take a step back. And it was like, whoa, these are the same members of an organization that I belong to. Like, that's not good. And then um, I was asked to be on a panel to talk about some of it, which is how I got privy to information. And they said, these are the these are not even the worst ones. We can't even send you those. Wow. So I was mad at that. But then I had to say, wait a minute, why would I be mad? This organization has never... You know, they didn't even allow black people to be a member. So why would I think they, you know, like <laughs> right. all like, of a sudden well, just flip a switch. Right. right. And so their history, history, I mean, National Association, which like you actually would lose your license if you sold a home to a black person. Like that's the history of this organization. Wow. So I had a mentor, not in real estate, just a mentor that I have. And he was like, if you have a chance to put yourself in a position where you can shine a light on something because people may people will listen to you, then you have to not win or lose. Don't think about that. You have to at least put your hat in the ring. So at the last minute, I ended up running and then ran for treasurer. And then for treasurer, I ran for president-elect and then came to the presidency. So it was just a, a progression. But I, I didn't really realize the reach. And, and it's true for me. When I see somebody who looks like me, I'm drawn to that. So now I feel it because, like, you came to the installation and it was very diverse. And it probably has been the most diverse it has been in years. And hopefully that tradition continues because we all we all have the opportunity to be involved from an advocacy standpoint um, I deal with um, urban communities that are underserved and then I so and then I actually work with um, other realtor members that you know work in these communities so advocacy realtors we're like the second the, the largest trade organization lobbyist trade organization and many people don't know that. And I know people say, oh, I'm not political. And it's not like you have to be political. You just want to be in the room where policies are being made about clients that you serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that don't, you know, like FHA, they may not have those type of buyers or looking for um, different subsidies that are always on the chopping block. And so unless we're at the table discussing and, and, and telling people why we need those, I think um, if we're not there, they won't ha- they won't have any hesitation of cutting them out. So that's why it was important for me to not only, you know, get involved from the local, but just get involved from policy. Like, I want to be at the table. Like, I'm looking at bills. Like, what is this HB so-and-so? Who's the sponsor? Can we meet with them? Can we talk about why we think it's important? So I go to D.C. every year. We lobby all of our um, congressional members. Um, COVID has kind of put a little monkey wrench in it, but just being at the table. So that's really what's important for me, just being at the table. And then pulling people along with me. Man, that's a 
It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. No, and it's, I mean, what, it doesn't sound like there's a better person to do it. How do you? Well, I think everyone should do it. And I think sometimes people say, oh, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. Right. And I think if everyone took responsibility of, you know, their own business, because at the end of the day, we're business people. Yeah. We're an entrepreneur. Like right. you may work for a firm, but at the end of the day, you are, you create your own success. So what is your business model? What is your business plan? What is your niche? Once you start really like, I think people are not looking at it as a business, a serious business. They're looking at it very transactional. Mm. So when you have your business plan, and I think now people should be probably planning their business plans now. Right. But next year, right. how do you go about that? Is advocacy a part of that? Yeah. Um, how do you maintain kind of that separation of emotion? Because obviously you have emotions and you're a human being hearing these things that you were, uh, you know, you were telling me about with uh, just racism yeah. and all that, right? But still be a part of an organization that you want to impose that change and be that light, uh, as your mentor said. How do you separate those two that allows you to progress in a way that's beneficial for both, you know, you, our community, but also even the people that are a part of this organization that had nothing to do with those, um, you know, negative comments or even historical uh kind of events that took place. Well, it's well the thing is people always talk about the history. They don't need to know the history, but if you if you know your history then you won't repeat it. And I think emotion right. work it comes it's okay to have emotion because I think that's what tells the story. Like, you know, you have to emotion with facts and research. Like once you, you know, if you're emotionally charged and you have information, you have you've done your research, you've done your homework, people will listen to you like, "Whoa." You know, because if you if you show emotion to an extent, I think it, it it's okay. Yeah. You know, because it's emotional. Absolutely. So, where do you see the biggest impact, or having the biggest impact uh, in your presidency? Where, where's your, your <sighs> the biggest focus going to be? Is there also rebranding? I mean, we talked about you know yeah. introducing Chicago president of Chicago Realtors, but it was formerly Chicago. Well, it's still the Chicago Association of Realtors, but I think we're just going to be known as Chicago Realtors because gotcha. there's C A R, which is the California Association of Realtors. Ah, they don't call gotcha. themselves CAR; they just say C A R. But I think just from a shortage, like the Illinois Association of Realtors is just known as Illinois Realtors, but it's gotcha. still the association. Just you know, and branding myself, you know, it's a one year term, and I don't, I'm, I'm realistic. Um, I just want to make sure that people know about all the tools and what they have access to, because I think oftentimes people don't really know what they have access to, what their membership pays for, what they're able to get, what they're able to do in their industry. And just being more focused and more knowledgeable about the tools that you already have, um, because everybody's trying to get this quick fix. Oh, if I pay for this class, then I can do this. If I pay for this, there are already tools in place. If you're business planning and you're taking your craft seriously, like any other business, then you will do well. And how do you balance all of this? Balance? Uh, I mean, because you're still got a business to run. Balance? So you got the where realty balance? group. I mean, I don't know. Is it all just being juggled or what? No, no balancing, just juggling? Well, I mean, you have to be um, true to yourself. Yeah. Like, I do say, yeah, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> And um, because they will tell you that, too. So um, and I'm not as transactional as I used to be. Like I was telling you earlier, I'm a minority and a woman owned business. So I do a lot of government business. And with the pandemic, a lot of our meetings are Zoom and I do a lot of um, commercial and commercial is not as I want to see this tomorrow. It's very thought out and. Going in, I usually have a team of people that I'm already working with. Like I'm working on a project with the city, with CBRE. I was just working on something with Cushman. So those those transactions are longer. Um, they pay more, but they are longer. But you budget your time effectively because it's not so last minute. That's why I like it. 
that was that was always my strategy to after residential just to kind of segue into that because I was um you know because after a while like the last minute calls and stuff it, it that was not the direction I wanted to go in because I know I got some other things that I'm tr- I'm working on as well and um I'm working on a class for a car and then I'm working on something else okay I'll keep you posted yeah I was gonna say so in terms of I guess the vision of how this all comes together for you is that to be determined then or is that just that is that the direction that you're taking it for for you your brand you know well I want to I, I don't want it to be you know, I, 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 I want to do the, I, the association. I want the association to excel. I want yeah. the association to have more of an imprint on communities. Um, I don't want people to just look at us as, oh, here they come. And we just want to sell our house. Like community, we have 77 communities. We have a, um, a, a, um, Governance committee. Over, oh. We have a committee called the Diversity 77. Oh, I see. And I see. every real, under, we have a realtor member assigned to each community. Oh, and I so, see. We're trying to expand on that, and so I want to help that grow. And then, um, you know, like I said, some I'm working on a class and okay. a couple other things. Well, exciting stuff! All yes. exciting stuff! All excited exciting to see stuff! How everything unfolds in any way that we can support you, we're here for you. Uh, what you're doing is great, and so just it's a nice setup, though. Well, thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here, and look forward to uh, to more in the future with you. Thanks for having me.